When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media, Gig Bomb and Smithy Marie. Well, from sexy, steamy Studio City, California. This is the Knapsack Files podcast feed in the debut issue of The Night is Dark. And with me are the lovely, talented, Game of Thrones fancy Maud Garrett from Geek Bomb and Tiffany Smith from DC All Access. And uh, of course, both of you also, you're on AMC Movie Tag. You're on Schmoes Now with me as well. There's so many things you guys do. Thank you for bringing your technology, young person. <laughs> We're also on Google Hangout. Yes, look, you can listen yeah. to this show on the Knapsack Files. You can also watch this show and join in the conversation live because we are streaming at youtube.com forward slash geek bombshells. But if you want to join in the discussions right now, if you are watching it live, make sure you tweet at us. Use that hashtag, the night is dark. That is the name of our podcast. And we are about to get full of terrors. Which, by the way, how many names did we have to go through? <laughs> Don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> Future uh, note, anybody starting a podcast, make sure you look up names. There are aspect of it, please. Myriad Game of Thrones podcasts podcasts out there, but this is ours. And much like when we were on Jedi Alliance, Ms. Monty Garrett, we're gonna celebrate Game of Thrones. This is for casual fans of the show, Mm -hmm. passionate fans of the show, Mm -hmm. and, and book readers. We're out there. I'm a book reader, but I be- I came to the book reading party late, uh, as did you, I think, as well, right? No, I started off really early. I started reading the books before the show came out. Okay, great. <laughs> Back up. Yeah. That's how it happened. <laughs> I heard... Okay, so what we're going to do first is like, take it around the table and talk about the first time we ever discovered Game of Thrones and how we have a relationship with the show's yep. awe and books. So, kicking things off, I he- first heard about this uh, on a little thing called... Foxtel, which is a cable network back in Australia, mm. and basically I saw a trailer um, where the show was going to be shown, and I saw Sean Bean, and I saw a little person, and I was like, there are swords, there are horses, this, this, we haven't seen a show like this since Xena, yeah. count me in, went out and bought the books, and then gave a copy to my parents, gave a copy to my brother, and I was like, we're all going to jump on board and read this. As a, as a family? Yes, my mother read the it's first a book. really family-friendly book, let me just tell you. <laughs> This is how my family bonds. Real family friendly. So straight away, my mum read the first book in about, you know, six hours, as she does. Hated it. My dad loved it. My brother loved it. I loved it. We read it all. But I didn't actually catch up fast enough. I was doing chapter for chapter when the series came out. Yeah. And then fell behind season two, season three, season four. Back on game with season five. I'm halfway through. What about you, Tiffany? Um, So I heard about the books just hanging out with friends. We were talking about some of the geeky things that we were reading, like the Bernard Cornwell books or The Wheel of Time um, or Ready Player One. Mm -hmm. Um, And so friends were talking about it. And so I started, I've read the first two and stopped during the third one. Mm -hmm. Because I think right about that time was when the show started up. Um, And once I got through the first season, I was... Second season pretty much caught up with where I'd read to. And I was like, I'm just going to watch the show. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to audible things. And for whatever reason, audibling these books... Mm -hmm. 
is not my jam. I don't love doing it all that much. I'd rather just watch the show. So there's a chance I'll re-pick up the books again as we keep going and see if I'm into them again. But the show is just so fantastic. So anyone that doesn't read the books religiously, Tiffany is your friend. Yeah. Yeah. So when I give like guesses of what's going to happen, just know that I have no idea. Okay. And Ken, your watch their faces. Your relationship with Game of Thrones is uh, very thick and fast. It is very thick. Um, yeah, I was completely unaware of its existence for a long time, and I'm always ashamed of that. I wish I was one of those people that started reading the books in what '96 when he first put out uh, Game of Thrones. I was ten. Uh, I wasn't. You don't though, because but you'd I have don't. to wait so long. And I'm glad because I'm I'm waiting for Winds of yeah. Winter, and I like every time I you know think like George, just sit down and keep typing. So when the show came out, it was actually the HBO first look thing I saw when I was watching something else, and That's I was like, "What I did?" I was like, "Okay, all right, this might be good," but I had no idea. So yeah. I went so blind in the first season, and though I'm kind of ashamed I didn't read the books years ago, I'm glad I had the experience of getting into the world week by week Mm -hmm. and it all coming as a surprise and then I read the first book after season two didn't read the book then after read the book then the dilemma of season three comes on it's split in two do I read the book what do I do Mm -hmm. I just went on ahead and uh, at the urgence of of my good friend Megan Finley who said no you need to read the books it will make everything better you want to look smug and look at other people's faces when they're (laughs) watching the show and and you're like yeah and then I became one of those a-holes yeah Yeah. Yeah. because I had people do that to me oh yeah you don't know but you guys are the ones that get to make those awesome videos of your friends watching who haven't read the books because when stuff happens like the red wedding or the purple wedding you guys are the ones who are looking at looking at the person next to you being like yeah I know I know and it's like if you're a smart person that switched on remotely yeah. you're yeah. like something's about to go down yeah uh, Christian Chapa who's watching live asks uh, have any of us read the Dunkin' Egg novellas I have I have them in graphic novel form have you guys had a chance to read the no. Dunkin' Egg novellas? I have not but now that you said graphic novel form I'm in yeah uh, Duncan, Duncan is Sir Duncan the Tall mentioned quite uh, prominently this past season by Joffrey mm-hmm. and Egg is uh, well he's uh, an interesting character that's all I'll say so I have read that and that's one thing I, I, I started late but I have Caught devoured up. everything. Sitting back here is my book of maps. Including oh, Game of Thrones, Armageddon beers. Can we talk about the fact that we do have um, some nice Game of Thrones ale that we That's will be right. consuming throughout? In my mm-hmm. Stannis Baratheon mug, because Stannis is the king. We Iron will, Throne is his by right. <laughs> we will be getting into our favorite characters. A little bit of a rundown on what you can expect if you do, uh, and if you are tuning into this podcast. Mm-hmm. We're going to be chatting about um, the five important things that have happened in each season leading mm-hmm. up right. from one through to four. Our favorite three characters and our least favorite characters. Ooh. What we hope to see this season, and we're going to be answering your questions. So once again, using that hashtag, the night is dark. You can tweet either myself at Maud Garrett, Tiffany at Tiffany's tweets, or at Ken Napsock. That's right. With those ones. Yep. And this is the start of a great journey by the way and I'm so happy to have you two here and there's so many other people I know we're going to bring into this journey together mm-hmm. um, and there's there's a lot of potential for the show and that's all we can say now but I'm yeah. so excited to get to be talking about I love Star Wars you know that we you all host that. the Star Wars yeah. we all host <laughs> we have Jedi Alliance Jedi Council and Far Far Away yeah, at we, this table <laughs> and it's a great year to be a Star Wars fan but as some people I feel like we just needed to have a moment of like high yeah. five freeze frame yeah um, I, I was I was at a Wonder WonderCon party last night, kind of yeah. doing that party thing. That that uh, yeah, mm-hmm, kind of doing cool. that party thing. Yeah, you know, where you're just kind of like hanging out. And then um, my friend Zach Grafton showed up, who's the writer and director of the School of Thrones web, uh, parody yeah. web series parody of Game of Thrones that I was in. And we started talking about Game of Thrones, and we didn't stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just pulled that string. 
And I'm in. So now we were going to record it, and we're going to try and keep this to yeah. 56% battery because that's <laughs> where my laptop's on. I didn't bring my charger. So this is going to be a nice, punchy show. Let's moving on to Winter is Coming. Oh, hold on. We just did that when we first heard about Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and what we've read. So to summarize, uh, Tiffany started off uh, strong and now is yeah. a TV viewer only. I am a strong mix of both. Uh, Ken started late but has also uh, not only bought every book, but every glass, every T-shirt, but you have re-watched season one through to four. And you're rereading the books for the third? Only the second time. Second yeah, time. second time. Okay. Alrighty, so that's where we're at. We'd love to hear um, your you relationship better? with Game of Thrones. How severe are you? And no, we won't be doing major spoilers. So if you don't read the books, never fret. We're not going to tell you that, you know. Or if any spoiler things Joffrey come up, does. they will definitely let you guys know <laughs> before it comes out of their mouth. Alrighty, season. Because I'll be pissed too. <laughs> yeah, she's got a glass in her hand. <laughs> she's not afraid to use it. Um, seasons changing. We are going to talk about the first four seasons of Game of Thrones yeah. and the pinnacle moments that happened in each. So, kicking off with season one, it was a long time ago, but let's mm-hmm. discuss the big key events of that season. Tiffany? The very. Do you, um, do you want me to go through all five of mine or just start chatting? I think we just kind of throw. Yeah, cool, just throw go back. Okay. So, the very first one for me, obviously, was the whole twin sex brand being thrown yeah. out the window business, yeah. which I think really set the tone for what this show was going to be if you had no idea. Because right. it was violent. And it was just like effortless. It was No thought at all. It was like, oh, well, he can't know. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. The things I do for love. Mm-hmm. And, and not only that, but also the sex itself. That's what brother, I'm saying. Brother and the sister. The sex? But, but, also, <laughs> but also the fact that oh, we're going to see some sex in the show. It was like all in five minutes, the tone of what was going to come came, mm-hmm. no pun intended. Definitely. Oh. Um, <laughs> and that moment, yeah, that, that moment when Bran gets pushed off and he fades into the credits, yeah. you're thinking, what am I watching? Yeah, Exactly. Totally. It was crazy. Ten-year-old just went flying. Next point, I want to coin the phrase the benetting. <laughs> the beheading of Ned. Oh. The benet too soon. Oh, come too soon. <laughs> no. Tobin always dies. No. So, th- but it was a really, really sad thing because usually the good guys prevail. And again, this is the first time we're watching a show and we've invested in this character. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like he's the one that you look up to. He's the one that is inspiring. To, you know, be yep. the better person because the be- he's dead. Yeah. Oh, that was a moment. <laughs> having not known it, I was because yeah. at the time I didn't know it, and I, I literally sat in the bed I was watching it in. Uh, silent for 10 minutes. But I mean, how many cliche <laughs> moments are there when the, the axe is about to swing or the, you know, you're know you about to get kicked the, over to get hung and then the... Psh, yeah. you, you know, you're waiting for oh, that yeah. to happen. I, I was convinced that from from the, the, the from Baylor that Arya Stark was going to save the day. I'm like, hey, she's pulling yeah. out needle. And, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> well, and that's what's so... No. I think, again, it was one of those moments where it's like you know what the tone of the show is going to be. You can never get too attached to any characters. Right. And the fact that they would get rid of lead characters where it's like a lot of Times in comic books this happens they come back a lot of times if they're like sure. Superman mm. whatever the but, night effect no one ever really does yeah in this case it's like they die and they die for real even though there's a little bit of magical stuff that ends up getting woven into the story but when they're dead yeah. they, they're not mostly yeah. dead they're dead, dead no one's putting Ned's head they back dead. on they're dead my mama and my brother <laughs> they're are dead, dead. Uh, we saw the dire wolf discovery which mm-hmm. I think was uh, something that was a big theme in season one it's kind of drifted off a lot now 
But I think that the fact that there were mm. uh, this, the dire wolves and there was enough for all the kids and then everyone yeah. had their sure. own was a big part of it. And the dire wolves were supposed to be kind of extinct in a way. They, they were. No yeah. one's yeah. seen one south of the wall and such foreshadowing, which which Catelyn did warn yep. of, of a stag and, and uh, you know, a boar, uh, kind of Robert Baratheon's house sigil, yep. uh, killing, uh, killing the uh, the dire wolf there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, ghost, you got, you got of the six... What do we got? We got Ghost, um, Summer. Lady's gone. Shaggy Dog. Mm. There's three. Nymeria is still alive. Running around. Running She's around. She's coming back. Yeah. I think Nym- you think Nymeria's coming back? Yeah, Lady's sure. the only one for sure, plus, plus uh, Grey Wind, right? Yeah. Grey Wind's gone. Gone. <laughs> yeah, sadly, okay. tragically. Um, I think another big thing for season one for me, obviously, was the whole Drogo and Danny storyline. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just the moments where, you know, I I say this is a moment, but it's like a multiple moments where she finally becomes the queen to him, where she's like eating the bloody everything and it's all over her face dripping. And then she tries to save him with the witch who comes in to do the spell. Um, And then the biggest moment for me Mm -hmm. was when Drogo does the golden crown on her brother's head. head. I thought you were going to say when she learns to get on top, but... um, (laughs) true though this is the thing where it became a there is a lot of sex on the show and she fell in love <laughs> yeah um but it was her way of um taking a little bit of control or and adding some humanity to cal drogo that uh uh-huh. he he didn't have at that point before it was like you bed no. no it was it was essentially well, but that's also where it's yeah. like mixing of tribes and groups where it's like yeah. there was there had never been a woman like that yeah. within their group and so she comes in and is like okay this is a mutual relationship. We are right. both powerful people. We're both in the same position. And look, I'm going to show you that this is something you can enjoy, and it's not just taking gr- for me for right. granted or yeah. just taking yeah. me whenever you want me. I can yeah. enjoy it too, and so can you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we also had the Robert Borathian. Oh, stop! Stop with the puns. Oh, well, really? <laughs> yeah, Robert Borathian. Borathian. Because he got killed by a boar, but we yeah. know that this was a premeditated kind of incident where Cersei made sure that Robert was licked up and yeah. then... Lancel Lannister. Lancel, what kind mm. of name is Lancel <laughs> Lannister? Oh, what do you mean? Oh, just <laughs> yeah, a few glasses of wine. And Lancel yeah. gets so his revenge. So that was another, another thing that Yeah, happened. obviously, I mean, the death of Robert Baratheon. Yeah. Uh, that was the plug that needed to come out of the dam for all that chaos and water to come flowing through the realms. And yep. then Tyrion and the Moon Door. So this is the first time we saw Bronn step up to the plate and then form a really great duo between the yep. little man with the big mouth and the big man with the fast hand. Look, Bronn is <laughs> very... First time I said that, I was just testing it out, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> Bronn is great in the books, but he is... A hundred times better on the show. So great. He's just clearly Jerome Flynn nails it. The relationship, yep. right from the get go. It's it's one of my favorite things of the show. Now, before we move on to season two, we've got Leo, who is mm-hmm. at YL the Nerd, who says, "Did you notice during the hashtag benetting because that's taking off?" <laughs> oh uh-huh. boy. He said, "Did you notice that Littlefinger was smiling? Yeah. But Varys was pleading against it. Yes, and Sansa yeah. was fainting. Yes, Littlefinger. Well, more about Littlefinger. So, some notes from season one for me." If I may, uh, I, I, you guys covered everything I was talking about, but also Arya going dark, mm-hmm. the course of the season, the yeah. course of that character when she finally kills the stable boy with needle uh, during the chaos. Blood on her hands. Uh, that uh, I have the first thing we see to me is actually the most important thing in all of the series and Song of Ice and Fire. Mm-hmm. The others have returned. Yep. The long night was something in legend, something old Nan told you before you went to bed. Oh no, it's very true. 
the others exist. Yeah, They're real. And I think that that hooked me to the show. I had no idea what I was well, watching. Well, it's so to. crazy because this show, like you, like you're doing, rewatching all the seasons. When you yeah. go back and rewatch stuff, you're like. I didn't even catch that because stuff happens so quickly. People's names get thrown around so much or like who tweeted us that question? Little moments yeah. where someone gives a look and you don't catch it the first time. Yeah. But the second time you watch because you know where yes. Littlefinger's going, you're like, oh. The prime example, Daenerys gets in the hot bathtub in the first e- episode and her handmaid no, goes, that's oh, too hot. that's hot. Yeah. It's all that right there. And you reread the books. Now, I'm only in the second time. I know people, one of our listeners uh, and Shmo friends, Rachel Cushing's on her fourth reading oh, of the books or has her in four times. Yes. The clarity you get early, the first yeah. few chapters, Martin George R. Martin lays a lot of it out. And I was mind blown by, oh, I'm an idiot. It was mm. all there. Mm. So I love that stuff. That and the final note for me on season one is Caitlin, Catlin, excuse me, Sorry. Catlin losing her mind. And I think she's to blame for everything that went to shit. Do you think this all started because she couldn't accept Jon Snow as the bastard? I think it's a little karma for that. Yeah. Yeah? Because she was I so mean, great I think and wholesome was... until that. The, yeah. The dark and I get the mother's love thing. I'm okay with that. But she went a little crazy. I think it's the thing where it's like there's that little speck of darkness in you. Mm-hmm. In her specifically because of that thing. And she was holding on to it and pretending that she wasn't holding on to it. Right. But every time she got a moment to say something to him, it was like the venom came out. And so yeah. this yeah. was the moment oh, where it's would. like no this is going to take over. Yeah. You little Yeah. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. So that's my first season. Let's go and move on to Alrighty, season two. Season two. Here, we ha- we don't hate Jamie as much. <laughs> Jamie is this guy who pushed a little kid out of a window to hold a secret together. Yeah. This guy was ruthless. He was terrible. He was bonking his sister. And now we kind of feel something for him. He's the bad guy in season yeah. one. Yeah. And now you're like, whoa. Why do I feel for him? Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of mine. Um, we also um, see that Tyrion is the hand of the king. Mm-hmm. Renly gets smoked mm-hmm. by the birth of a shadow baby, which means that we uh, see. I like to call it the smoke vagina baby. Oh, my bad. The SV- which is accurate. Yeah, yeah. The SVG. Yeah. Or smoke vagina monster, whichever. SVM. Like Lost style. <laughs> uh, which yeah. means we are introduced to Melisandre. Who is frightening and cool and... She is the woman I want to date most in the Seven Kingdoms. Oh, stop it. Here we go. It's begun. No, you do not. She would stick leeches on you and it would be an unpleasant experience. She would use you. That's a great scene. I have no king's blood in me. (laughs) She'd find out. Hey, Mm. What does everyone else think about season two? Uh, go ahead, Ken. Uh, well, one of the things for me about season two that's important, you know, in my season one, I didn't listen much with Danny, though she's a great character, and your stuff's very valid and true about her growth. But I think in season two, Danny gets vengeful, and yeah. she has her dragons, and when she's in Koth, the greatest city that ever was and ever will be, I am just a merely a trader of spices. Um, I, I love it when she gets vengeful and locks... Zaro Duxon Duxos oh. <laughs> and her former handmaiden, uh, Dorea, Dorea, I believe her name is. There's so many things. They betray her. Yeah. They, he, she locks him in, turns Bye. the key, and is like, peace, I'm taking your shit, and I'm getting a ship. So yeah, stink town? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's very key. Uh, Theon choosing family over Rob, that moment that's yeah. so much better in the show than it is in the books because he burns the letter, like mm-hmm. you said. That's a great moment, and if he didn't, the whole story changes from that point on. Uh, you mentioned Jamie Lannister. I also, and Melisandre, entering, enter the Lord of Light was my note. Yeah. Yep. In the books, Thoros and Mirrors, a character mentioned in, season one, in book one a lot. But um, for um, 
season two starts with Melisandre and the maester dying, and you're like, what is this new religion? And it seems pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're burning people alive for the sake of the religion. Yeah. yeah, and burning the old seven gods away, mm-hmm. and uh, and that you know the first time we meet Stannis as well. Oh, you like Stannis? We'll get I to that. love Stannis. We'll the to Iron Throne is his by right. Um, that season for me, one of the biggest moments, and I keep going back to Drogo because I just wish he was around longer. Um, when she mm. has that dream sequence in the room, and yeah. it's in the House of the Undying, and yeah. Drogo comes back, and I remember because I hadn't read it, I was like, oh, like what's happening? Is there a way he came back? And I was like, no. Just yeah. a dream. I kind of wish I read that twice because it was confusing to read as well. Well, there's it's 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 very prophetic. Yeah. Um, the show did a great job, I thought, and it was a touching scene because you do see Cal Drogo, his son, and I love Cal Drogo. I think he's a great character. Jason, yeah. Jason, you want to talk about jumping on something? Mm-hmm. What? And, and Jason Momoa just killed that part. That was just a perfect mm-hmm. casting. Well, I still the casting. Mm-hmm. If I don't know if you guys have read this or heard about how he went into the audition, it was like he didn't do script reading. He went in and did. Um, I want to say it's. Samoan or like a warrior chant and he did it in that language he didn't do anything that was part of the script they had him come in he did it and then they called him back in and he booked it where it's like he knew who this character was from the beginning and I think that comes across so much and even though he wasn't on for very long we connect to him so much because of that right um, Thick with yeah. culture, mm-hmm. yeah, that stuff and the stuff in Carth and and the House of the Undying uh, is is there's a lot of stuff there. Um, the fact that going into a weird, wild fan theory, the woman that is in the mask yeah. that talks to Jorah, a lot of people think with her face completely, covered. yeah, and her name's like Kiarth or so it's a Q. It's kind of, I apologize, mm-hmm. I don't know that name offhand. Um, a lot of people think that's Danny from the future. Oh, that she has come through a time war and she's telling Jorah everything that's going oh, on. This isn't the Flash. I mean, <laughs> I don't buy into that, but that's an interesting theory. You never know, because yeah. I mean, there weren't any other people within that mm-hmm. space that had their faces completely covered like she did, like that character did. Um, so I wonder if you never know where George has taken it or what he's thought about. So yeah. did he really decide who that character is, or he's like, I like wait and maybe decide later yeah. on? <laughs> yeah, I got a deadline. It's hard to imagine that characters are throwaways in yeah. George R. R. Martin's world. So I think Benjamin Stark, I think he has a pair of cold hands out there, Ugh. and he's north of the wall. Yeah. Uh, um, and um, I think that character, you know, who knows? What yeah. were the three betrayals? Because we've seen two of them, haven't we, already? Oh, yeah, the That's, betrayals. Maybe we'll do that another time yeah. in a yeah. bonus video that we will be doing on Tiffany's yeah. channel. We'll get to more of that later, yep. just so we don't miss out on mm-hmm. absolutely everything. Uh, yeah. We didn't talk about the horn blowing three times in that season, because that oh. was, yeah, where it was like, over the wall. You, you feel my nerd chills? Yeah. I mean, because you hear the first one, and you're like, okay, normal. Duh. Wildlings. Mm. Second one. Mm, and then you have the third one and it's like like, this hasn't happened for forever yeah and they set it up so well from season one and and Samwell's always talking about it and I read it in a book that the three and by the time that happens you've almost forgotten yes I've got goosebumps yeah Absolutely. And so I, I like all of you out there, I'm sure that third one hit. And I went, oh, no, no. Yeah. Well, and then it's it's so awesome because you start to see and Samwell's a character that I think makes such a massive turn. He may not lose any weight. He's still character wise. How is he still fat? <laughs> the guy walks like 17 miles a day. He eats barely anything and he's still porky. He stays hey. warm. 
That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. But the fact that you see him kind of hide and he's the only one that's there that sees mm. all of this go by. Mm. He's the only one that can bring it back and share all the information yeah. is so interesting. I, I just love that they chose someone who seems like the underdog because yeah. I think that's a lot of what this show is where people change positions so much. Oh, absolutely. It is all about broken bastards and things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tommy uh, wants to weigh on this really quickly, Mr. Yes. T.T. Green. He says, uh, seeing Tyrion in his intellectual element was the best part of season Season two for me. Absolutely. Was season two Favorites. when he goes into the small council and the whole chair thing happened? <laughs> yes. Okay. That was a moment in itself yes. where you're like, the stuff that happens, I wonder how much is scripted and how much is based off of the actors kind of yeah. playing with the, the physical hysteria. That, that was in the book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a big a listener uh, on Twitter, Jane, at JSamPP, uh, has uh, tweeted us the audition of Jason. Oh, cool. Oh, so nice. You can watch that Yay. later. Thank you, Jane. Uh, Tommy also weighed in, Mr. T.T. Green. This is uh, also one of my favorite quotes from Game of Thrones was in season two. Hard truths cut both ways for Sir Davos. Mm-hmm. The night is dark. And then obviously the last thing we have to talk about. For season two. The battle. The battle of Blackwater. 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 Yeah, all the wildfire. Yeah. That Uh, was one of the coolest battles I've ever seen on the screen. It was great. It was an episode written by George R. R. Martin himself, which is key to me because he changed a lot of it, what the battle was in the books. Yeah. And uh, in the books, there's a big naval battle. It's in the daytime. Well, on the show, you have that great, great moment of Bronn firing the arrow and Davos yeah. watching it in silence, one of my favorite moments uh, of the show. They did it so well. Yep. It's beautiful. And then Tyrion realizes that he's being betrayed again and that he loses yes. his nerves. Loses his nose. Mm. Uh, his father saves the day. I think that episode, though, to me, Blackwater, is it's Cersei's episode. Because you watch her working through everything, working on Sansa, and she yeah. is prepared to kill her own son mm-hmm. yeah. to protect herself and him and the family legacy. And that moment of the battle is over. We have won. Like, yeah. You're kind of relieved for her, but mad the Lannisters won. It's a weird yeah. mixed bag of feelings. Well, and then she just, I think it's an interesting moment just seeing her kind of go batshit mm-hmm. yeah. when she's underground Absolutely. with Sansa talking. I hate Sansa. Um, so, uh, season three? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We Let's... see the Unsullied. Right. Oh, yeah. The introduction of these, like, warrior specimens that have been trained from a young age to not feel any pain, any emotion, and to complete their Not task, even when their nipples get cut off. Cut off. <laughs> and they have to kill a puppy in their training to complete yeah. the process. Or, in the book, they kill a Kill babies. Or a baby. Which was interesting decision. Mm. It kind of made me think of Kingsman now mm-hmm. seeing the movie where it's yeah. like killing the puppy. Yep, that's what yeah. I you haven't it, seen. Or is it reversed? I'm confused. Maybe on the show they kill the babies. Yeah, they kill on the book in the book they kill the dogs. They raise their own dog and then kill and it. They yeah. Kill it. Yeah. yeah. Is it babies right. in the oh. and the baby yeah, and that was people yeah. were people were wondering why did the producers make that switch? Yeah, why yeah. is babies, babies a little bit is better for television? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, well, but, it makes them seem that much more terrifying. Thank yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me in season three, one of the key moments is Danny finding her purpose. She is the, the, the mother of dragons, but mm-hmm. she is now the breaker of chains in her mind. She has She's a purpose. She's freeing the slaves. Yeah. Dragaris. Mm-hmm. Um, the dragons burn Marty? everything up. I've got here Snow's hoe. That's right. Snow, snow gets a blow. A <laughs> in the snow. The oh, cave. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mm. behave in the cave mm-hmm. or not in their case mm. yeah uh, but we do see the fact that Snow feels love for the first time right oh boy you know nothing Jon Snow that thing, hello Ygritte that thing you did with your mouth yeah I liked it 
<laughs> yeah, listener Alex Welsh, our schmo writer and Screen Rant writer at Never Say Die 97, says, can we all agree that the bathtub season in season three would yes. have been Nikolai's Emmy scene? Absolutely, because that is when you yep. learn mm. that the Kingslayer had a point and a purpose and was probably justified for doing what he did. Well, yeah. and that's what I was going to say where you talk about John feeling love for the first time. I think this is a moment where you're seeing Jamie realize that someone like Brianne could actually love and care for him in a way yeah. that he's never experienced before yeah. in a completely just honest, real way where she cares for him. And mm -hmm. that bathtub scene where he talks to her and is sharing and he's lost his hand and he's in a completely different place. He's vulnerable yeah. as anything. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I just remember watching it and being like, this is amazing. Like, I yeah. wish I could just see even longer of this conversation and this interaction. And that was for me where I'm like, I just love anything with Brianne and Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exit the Starks as a power. The yeah, Red Wedding. Done. Gone. Yep. Done. The Red Wedding. This was just like a game of guess who, where any Stark that was up, you just went... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, except Arya. 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 That was such a great moment, great episode. The mm. thing, the, the heartbreaking of Arya getting that close, but yeah. still not away. The brutality of... And seeing oh, the, of the head on... Oh. Yeah. Now, yeah. there were a few differences between the books and the show as well. Sure. Um, the wife wasn't there. Jane Westerling, yeah. They never really covered in the books. Rob she goes wasn't away. pregnant, right? She was not. She was not present yeah. at the Red Wedding, nor was uh, uh, the Blackfish. He was. That's why he, in the show he kind of is like, I got to take a piss, and he's yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, but they did it so well. It was more brutal on the show, I Holy think. Holy oh moly. The, the, the stabbing of... Uh, oh! Of, the of, baby first. Yeah. Of, oh! Who's just been named as little Nettie Stark. Oh! Yeah. They did such a good job of just... Really delivering but the, the blow that yeah. Catelyn as well. Like you just don't expect yeah. any of that, and it's that bloody filch from Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, he's in my Lord, most hated Lord Walder oh, Frey. Frey, the late Walder Frey, in that moment where the reins of Castamere play and Catelyn. Oh. Turns around and then Roose Bolton. That whole sequence when she realizes that he's wearing chainmail, that when, he's wearing yep. mail. When yep. you watch uh, that for a second time, yeah, I this the, my heart went double the palpitations yeah. I had watching it the first. Well, time. and the great thing about it is the way the show is set up. You get so connected to the characters just in time that when yeah. deaths happen, oh. it's that much more brutal. Where it's like Rob, I feel like had really just become a character. I mean, I liked him, but he became this character that I actually knew and cared about now. Yeah. He was winning every battle. He was doing yeah. everything right. Yeah. One tiny hiccup and everyone's yeah. dead. And yeah. everyone's dead. And yeah. his, his hubris got him a little bit, but he also he started to lose control. And yeah. I'm not going to start every sentence with, well, in the book, in the book, but the producers did a damn good job of making Rob more valuable on, show, on the shows. Yeah. And by giving him a wife and a baby, it added a layer to that that wasn't there oh, so much. with Jane Westerling, another yeah. character completely in another yeah. place. Agree. Uh, what else have I got here? Enter the Tyrells. We see Tyre oh, the Tyrells, Tyrells yeah. for the first time, which is, um, you know, uh, the new contender for the yeah. throne here. So I love the political kind of twos and fros. I'm your uh -huh. friend. Tell me your secrets. Using that against yeah. you. you Marjorie Tyrell is great, and you love Lady Olena. Lady Olena, the conversation yeah. between her and Sansa where she's kind of making her feel safe, and she's like, no, you can tell me what Joffrey's actually like. Just tell me. Right. It's okay. You're safe. And that sequence, you're like... Did you trust I, her? I, I, I didn't know. I felt I like to. I felt you like to, I want to yes. share with you, and I want to be like I put myself in Sansa's place. But I'm like I want to tell you everything because yeah. I also want to protect you from your granddaughter having whatever yeah. craziness that Joffrey is because upon her. Marjorie, we 
uh, now can trust, but at the time, my only indelible mark of her was her saying, no, I want to be the queen. And you're yeah. like, oh, she's a power player. What is, well, I don't trust her. Oh, wait, maybe we can. Not to mention the fact that you feel like Marjorie is, at, at least I did, a lot like Cersei. Because you see her she's in the beginning Cersei. with her husband, yeah. who does not like the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's willing to do whatever it takes to get to that spot. And she's willing to further her family along. Yep. And so you get here, and though they know something's up with Joffrey, they don't yep. know how bad he is. Whatever it takes. Exactly. Yep. So I don't know if I trust her. I'm I'm curious to see where her story goes because I feel like I'm not sure if she's really a good girl or if she's just someone that's hungry she's for the throne. Playing that smile on her face as her best asset. Right. Uh, Michael Coleman, who's tweeted in, saying one of my favorite scenes from season three was Var- um, yeah, Var- Varys and Littlefinger's "Chaos is a Ladder." That speech. was next on my list, Michael. Yeah. You're right with me. Chaos <laughs> is a ladder, proving that Baelish may be the one in true control because mm-hmm. he understands the game the most, and I think Varys does too. Um, but Baelish, we only are. Now just learning mm-hmm. of what kind of a ruthless power player he is. I know George McCann, one of our listeners out there, loves Baelish. Littlefinger is one of his favorite guys because of his power of manipulation. I just don't like how the actor plays him, but that's not the conversation <laughs> for another time. And final note for season three, and we can go to four because I'm, I'm checking on our power here. Checking yeah, on 31%. <laughs> uh, is that uh, um, I just have a simple note. Season three, one of the key things. Hi, Kyburn. <laughs> The Dark Maester, thrown out of the Citadel, shows up when they enter Harrenhal. He is the only one alive. They say, what's your name? Kyburn. He is a very key person to the story. We've already seen it in season four, and I know he's not done. There's a reason that 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 little moment came about, and I think it's key. He is Cersei's personal, unlicensed maester. Mm-hmm. And it's very important to me. I think that's a great uh, one of those little moments. George doesn't throw away characters. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Season four. Let's kick things off with the... It's all about the deaths in season four. It is about the... <laughs> my son! <laughs> Will somebody send my son? Sorry, that was me doing the worst rendition of Cersei Lannister. If anyone yeah. had a boner for her, now you have a throner for her. Uh, the Pepple Wedding. Obviously, Joffrey... Um, was massacred at his own wedding. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. What joy did you two take out of that? So much when his face uh, turned purple. Mm-hmm. I loved the fact that that whole interaction before, every character was there. Yeah. Um, that was one of the only times that we've seen, not every yeah. single, but most of them were all together in this one place. And the conversation that yeah. Tyrion had with Joffrey before, where mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. like, stuff is really going to go down if Joffrey doesn't get out of the picture soon. Yeah. And so I know for the readers, there was stuff that you guys had seen that you knew was going to happen. I had no idea yeah. um, who did what or what I was looking for. And then the second time I watched it, I caught on to some stuff. On. Oh, I yeah. went straight to Google and I was like, <laughs> what happened? And then it was like key moments where it was like touching, touching. the hairpiece, yeah. which was, yeah. uh, hold on, it was a necklace. Necklace. In the uh, yeah, show, head, headwear and the but yeah. same thing, the same thing. Yeah, it was and, a key and, uh, little moments. The uh, former Sir Dantos, now now the jester, uh, coming back again. There's no throwaway characters. Comes yep. back again with Sansa. Mm-hmm. Great moment um, for me. Also, season four entered Dorne and House Martell, <sighs> the Dornish plan, Oberyn. Oh, Pedro Pasquale, don't do it. Yeah, uh, Pedro Pasquale, who absolutely just 
nailed that yeah. role. I loved him. Loved yeah. I loved Aww. the two of them together in this one because it's like it was the first time you ever saw a relationship where they were equals aside from um Drogo. Yeah. Then but that that wasn't within this realm. Yeah. Um so you see the two of them come in and it's like he really cares about what she has to say and she really cares about what he has to say and they're looking out for each other and though she is not highborn, mm-hmm. he still cares for her and he's willing to say that in front of everyone and doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. So those moments for the two of them I'm like god I just love these two characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to go to Dawn. Yeah. yeah. Dawn yeah. seems to be the place to yeah. go, right? Exactly. And there's some I mean you could talk, we could do an entire show and perhaps we will do an entire show on on the Red Viper uh, mm-hmm. and what his character meant and all the things the moments with him and Cersei yeah. and just uh, he is the uh, the poster child for great kid don't get cocky yeah yeah, yeah absolutely because you saw him coming in as the guy who was going to almost save everyone he, like oh. so yeah. many moments and he where he goes in he did he yeah. just started dancing around and he just was so thoughtful of justice but you're right we can go on this another time yeah, we, we have 26% yeah. battery yeah. on there's still three more massive it. deaths that happen there, yeah. in season 4 for me quickly we can talk Arya heading east jumping to the end and Sansa learning the game the Stark sisters kind of mm-hmm. stepping up and going into different realms Sansa now's got dark hair <laughs> yeah she understands the game <laughs> mm-hmm. that's how she got cast as Grey in X-Men X-Men yeah ah, I've got here Tywin on the shitter <laughs> Yeah. Tywin Lannister yeah. does not, in fact, shit gold. Yes. Right, that's well, it. That was a crazy one and two deaths that happened immediately and we skipped over one that was mm. so sad. Egret. Yeah. Egret. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I cried. Yeah. There's a video on my um, Instagram where I was you watching cried. it where I recorded myself and there was a single tear. Great moment from <laughs> yeah. a great episode, Watchers yeah. on the Wall. Um, that one, yeah, absolutely. Rose Leslie did such a good job bringing humanity to mm. that character mm-hmm. and, yep. and teaching you... <laughs> What I think Ga- Game of Thrones does so well. We should have never left the cave. One of the great things that uh, this this whole series does is it 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 gives shades of gray to everything. There is no true bad guy other than maybe Joffrey mm-hmm. and Ramsay uh, Snow Bolton, um, and the Wildlings aren't the bad people. They're the free folk from yeah. their point of view. And John, through his journey and love story, you start to learn that, and that's key to John's character. But you're also even you look at the characters that are supposedly the villains with Joffrey. Mm-hmm. It's like. He didn't know any better. That's how he was raised. That's how they protected him and told him he could do whatever he wanted to. Got and a touch of the madness. Yeah, and she realized it too late that she couldn't control him anymore. Mm-hmm. So all of the characters on here, I think they do such a great job of them having their moments and their glimmers of there's a humanity there or there's something that could be different. Um, yeah. So Speaking of a woman not knowing if she's still got control over someone, it's uh, the whole Jamie Cersei kind of debacle oh, where she, he comes back not a whole person. He comes back a bit of a broken man mm-hmm. with a different outlook on all of life. Yeah. And she realizes she can't manipulate and use him. Right. So she torments him. And then, not in the book, but in the show, he forces himself. Yeah, and on one of her. the controversial scenes that I, I don't believe was needed, and but I'm they did it. Bringing this up because uh, Leo was wondering if we were going to mention it. Yeah, was it there, the there was a season? couple. They're even going to season one with with Cal Drogo and, and Daenerys. In the book, it's not that it's not that well, rapey. In you the know? book, it is too. In it the is, book, it, it is too because all he knows is no. Right. The only word that he knows. And so that moment is like, well, they're married, but he's not asking her. Um, so in no, that I agree. case. I agree. I'm just saying. This show a couple times has, has gone that yeah. that way also. And titties. It's like, yeah. well, I don't remember reading. Yeah. yeah, yeah. About them. But, you know, hello, there they are. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, my fun, uh, Ari and the Hound, the Leo puts in that. Uh, there's so much to talk about. We're, uh, one of my final thing about season four. Oh yeah, say it with me. Stannis saves the Night's Watch. Stannis uh, you love is the Stannis true Baratheon. hero. And uh. one of my favorite favorite scenes is the, that opening with Jon Snow and Mance and him them drinking to Gren and Meg the Mighty. And then uh, Stannis shows up, and we do not bow. That's oh, man. Mance Raider. We didn't. I was like, we didn't amazing. even talk about him. The interactions with Mance that the, the, season, the whole which stuff. were. I mean, if you stuff. guys haven't watched Rome. Yeah. Go back and watch it because this actor, he's so Sarah, incredible. Sarah and Hines, and I'm not saying, I think it's Kieran, or, but it looks yeah. like Siren oh, yeah. Hines. Yeah. 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 But the interaction with John and him is just so amazing. And it's so interesting because you're like, I could see him wanting to follow this guy now. Yeah. Absolutely. I love again, Mance was the king beyond the wall. He was the bad guy. Nah. Yeah. He's a good dude. Yeah. He's a good dude. And then you've got um Aya and the Hound forming this lovely relationship and then we don't even know if he's alive. Chickens. We don't even know the if he's alive. Chi- the, the best buddy cop sitcom from last <laughs> yeah. season was Arya and the they Hound. They hated each other and then they realize they work really well yeah. together. I want a horse. <laughs> Just all that when she kills the, the Frey man and, and he's like, well, tell me the next time you're gonna do that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there were some great episodes with those two yeah. together, and I started to really they, again. They grew, they grew on me. I hated yeah. the hound, yeah. and I'm like, no, you could again, be. yeah, shades yeah. of gray. That's it, shades, shades of gray. Of gray. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so moving on to the next thing, we have hopefully caught you up on all the important events that happened through season one to four. Now we're going to talk about the dire characters, the mm-hmm. three characters that we love. And there are three characters that we love to hate. Kicking things off, I think, Mr. Knapsack, you'd like to power through these. We have yeah. a reminder that we're on 22%. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. There's so much. You're asking me to choose three out of 50. I know. Uh, and and I, th- I know... And they change every episode. I know, and I know us, and I know the people listening. You guys have tweeted in such a, a, a great... Um, bunch of questions and stuff about your characters. For me, Jon Snow, because I believe at the end Say of the probably. day... Jon Snow. I believe Jon Snow. I think. I think at the end it's of the my day. Only rule that I'll have. No, I agree with that. Snow. Thank you. At the end of the day, I believe this is Jon Snow's story. Say it properly. <laughs> Jon Snow's story. I believe it is his story. I do too, because we want to know who his mother is. Yeah. R plus L equals a, a J. But. Um, <laughs> Song of Ice and Fire. I believe he is the, the ice. The snow will melt. Uh, second, of course, is the one true king, Stannis Baratheon. Oh, God. Uh, and then for me, it's a combination of Sir Jorah Mormont and Sir Davos Seaworth the Onion Knight because those mm. two are me, the two <laughs> sides of my personality. Yeah, I see that completely. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know that you've got your fingertips, though. Khaleesi! <laughs> yeah, that's me. Aww. What about you? Top um, three so my top three... Jamie Lannister definitely nice. has completely won me over. I want to know what's going on That's with him. I care about yeah. him so much. Um, his story is just so incredible, and you see him as this man who knows what love is now, whether it's romantic love, love or just like this person who can actually love me and has yeah. no ulterior motive. So Jamie, and then Tyrion Lannister mm-hmm. is another yeah. favorite, God. just because he it's hard for he me knows what's him. going on. He knows where everyone is at most of the time. He has like a different set of challenges, obviously, than everyone mm-hmm. else does. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's never seen as someone who could take the throne or could be in a power position and that he just always seems to be at the forefront. Right. Um, and then finally, Brienne of Tarth. Great. Um, yeah. Just her going in that moment where she fights the freaking bear yeah. for Jamie. Yeah. Like, Look, she's, th- she's incredible. She's beautiful. She kicks some serious ass. Yep. She has no problem fitting into, like, set, breaking out of whatever 
mold she's supposed to be in. She's the only one who is as loyal as Ned. Yeah. But he's still yes. alive to tell Which is maybe and not sure. a great thing. Yeah. And also because yeah. she's going to be in Star Wars. So there's Absolutely. that. <laughs> Christie. And look, that's a character that has defeated Loras Terrell in yep. battle, a Jamie Lannister, a bear, and the hound. Yeah. You want your strong female characters. They, a strong female character doesn't mean you're just badass. It, it's a more well-rounded thing. But yeah. literally, that is the strongest female character around. Yeah. And this Physically. show is so much about the women where it's like Very they're, they Very are much so is. much in control and so all much moving the pieces die. around. To yeah. me, it's all about it's, all men must die, but it's also when, when, when Oberyn's trying to tell Cersei, your daughter, Marcella, is safe in Dorne, and Dorne, we don't hurt little girls. And she says, yeah. all around the world, they hurt little girls. That, to me, is part of the core of the story. Yeah. It's the women overcoming that yep. brutality in the world. The three least favorite, though, Tiff. Who are your three favorites? Oh, yeah, get your three. Have you not done your least favorite? You didn't do your faves. Do your faves. Oh, I thought we were doing faves and then least faves at the same You time. haven't. My, oh, I, I was actually going to say Tyrion, but because you said Tyrion, I'm going to spice things up a bit okay. and say Pod. <laughs> Podrick Pay. I love Podrick. Oh, I know why you yeah. like Podrick. If it has something to do with sex, Maud might like you that character. You want to know why those, those whores <laughs> return the, the money. Book. Not in the book. <laughs> But in the television show, he is hung like a pardon key. We, we don't even know if that's. The, well, yeah, we, we, don't we don't know. We don't know what might be something. There's in his also, sword. but there's it also might be the, the motion of his like, ocean. No, they also made it seem like it could potentially be that they were manipulating him to get information out of could him be. to be like, oh my god, you're so wonderful, and he's like, I'm going to tell you everything no, no. because you keep encouraging me. Could be. Could he put be. the pod in tripod, guys. That's a belief so. And shout Kay. out to Dan, who is actually the actor that plays him. Hey, yeah. buddy. <laughs> yeah. Have fun in Australia soon. Um, I'm also going to put uh, Dario on the list because Dario I mean, even though which Dario? Oh, this is a thing. He has been played by two different characters mm-hmm. now. I. Damn it! I'll take them in a sandwich, please. <laughs> I like I like the character. I felt that we were robbed. Oh, Maud, get late already. I felt we were robbed of the scene where Daenerys finally says, "You bedroom now, let's go." That's a great moment. And then it was like, boom, the next day. It's like, what? No. It's a horrible moment yeah. for me as a Ser Jorah fan when he runs into Dario on the stairs. Oh yeah. Um, but it was this thing where it was like, you know, he killed uh, his counterparts going, I've got you their heads. Yep. Do you do you trust me now? I would do anything for you. I think yeah. that's a great... Yeah. I don't know. I like him a lot. A lot. Um, <laughs> and I, I like the Hound. Because even yeah? though he okay. was um, going and doing all of Joffrey's dirty work, you know, as his little dog, as we say, he had good intentions. He would save Sansa. Yeah. He saved yeah. Sansa more than once. Several yeah. times. Yeah. Little he, bird. He was trying to help her and he was kind of shaking going, you're stupid. Wake yeah. up to this. You know, mm-hmm. you're a one, you're like playing a cassette and you say the same thing that you're supposed to say. Yeah. Be smart about this. And then he helps Arya. So um, yep. Arya, okay. Arya, what is the deal with that? Is it Arya? Ar- Arya Stark for me. Arya. A-R-Y-A. 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 Arya. 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 Tweet us. What is it? Is it spell it phonetically? Is it at at or at? No. <laughs> is it Aya or Aria? That's what I want to know. Uh, so they're my three. Have we got least favorites? Your, Go with your you least favorites. With your least favorites. One, Ramsay. Oh, I hate you, Ramsay, so much. Snow or Bolton? Rob Thomas, <laughs> Matchbox Twenty. Yes. Yeah. He looks it's so been much a like him. Long day. Oh. A, yeah. Eating yeah. the sausage. <laughs> Oh, He's so portrayed so well by that actor. Oh, he so nailed it. That yeah. moment too with uh, no, oh <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. sausage, oh. great moment. He is to me one of the last pure bad guys we have now after the death, death yeah. of Joffrey. Yep. Well, and you see the moment where it's who is it that they've captured that they let go and then they're ch- mm-hmm. they let the dogs out after yeah the, the girls yeah. yeah yeah which is brutal yeah. You just see how terrible he actually is. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. who so else Ramsey? he hates? 
Uh, well, Joffrey's a lot like that. Yeah. I never liked Joffrey. And the fact that he yeah. used his crossbow um, yeah, on our favourite little... Yeah. I mean, she's a whore. I'm she not was saying a good that one. Like she a, was a good one. That was her, that was her profession yeah. back then. Was well, it? she was a, she was climbing up yeah. the ranks. Her name is B. 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 The redhead. Yeah, you just Roz. 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 Yeah. No, ah. Uh, you kind of made me panic and forget. Sorry, Roz. Roz. Um, yeah, a TV uh, only character, by the way. Yeah, it's great. Uh, who else you hate? Peter Baelish. Oh. Wow. I just don't like the actor that plays him. I think he's one of the. I think. Um, He's uh, a little overacting in season four. I think four. Varys with his... Uh, Collins. Oh, yeah. with his Conneth, powdered, Conneth powdered hands and his bald head. He's one of the best actors in the whole series. He's and when great. he reveals the man in the box. Great scene. And someone, so uh, someone tweeted that in a bit yeah. too. Great scene. I just think that the actor that plays Peter Baelish, I mean, I know that it's the kind of character that he is, which is how he can get away with it. But mm-hmm. there's just a time where you've got to realise that he's not doing this character justice. Sorry, right. that's just me having my okay. opinion. Tiff, who yeah. you hate? Okay, so Joffrey's obviously on my list. Yeah. Okay. Um, but again, it's it's more because he played the character so well yeah. that I hate him. Nicest guy in real life. Yeah, and mm. so yeah. sweet. And I just think about Jack how Leeson. hard it must have been for him, like being a young guy, to play that role mm-hmm. and have so many people mouth? hate him. Mm-hmm. Have you guys, can you do like the Jack, the, the, the <laughs> Joffrey mouth? Listen oh. here. Was it, mm. Look how different I look when I do the Joffrey mouth. <laughs> Well, I'm like, can you- <laughs> get a, someone get a freeze frame of that? We'll put it up there. I just pursed my lips. It looks like yeah. duck face. Um, okay, so Melisandre, I uh, hate you're, her. You're not coming to our wedding. Then. I ho- I don't want to be there because she'll probably do something horrible to me. Yeah, she'll sacrifice all. Uh, She's so. so manipulative. She's really terrifying. The interaction between her and Arya, mm-hmm. I'm like, I liked her saying the stuff like where it's like, oh, where is Arya's character going to go? But I just, she's so, I just, ugh. She's she so just irks right. me in every moment. There's death in you, and she's got no. her eyes on Jon Snow now. Yeah. Yeah, because he's got mm-hmm. King's blood. Yeah. Um, and then the last one for me, who is gone now, but Viserys mm-hmm. Targaryen. Yeah. He was yes. so unlikable. Um, everything where he's basically selling off his sister. Yep. The awkward interaction I'm where he like king. pinches her nipples. Yeah. And, you know, I think he got what was coming to him with the golden crown. And that was a horrible way to die. It was that awful. really was. But you were like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Had it coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And you're like, Carl Drogo, Yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't, he doesn't he, matter about bloodlines and royalty. It's again one of those things where it's like, if she didn't have him as a brother, she may not have become the woman she is, yeah. which sucks. But you're like, she, because she was so innocent in that first season when you first meet her, and oh, she's yeah. so quiet and sweet. And so he's yeah. my third. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about you? Um, Ramsey was close. And Tommy, Mr. T.T. Green, tweets in. He goes, there's a strange moment when Roos names Ramsey his true born. Yep. Um, and he, Tommy says, I almost teared up for the twisted guy. I almost, it's the only moment Ramsey has some humanity for he me. He does. But it wipes away quickly for me. But that's yeah. a good point, Tommy. Yeah. Yep. For me, um, number three is Janos Slint, former uh, head of the, uh, Slint. the, the, uh, the City Watch. He turned on Ned Stark for money. He gets yep. sent to the wall by Tyrion. He he kind of wimps out up there in a land where there's you a lot of brave people and a lot of nobility and honor and the Ned Starks of the world and the Jon Snows. This is the one guy. I even love Alistair Thorne, the crusty guy <laughs> at the Night's Watch. Uh, More uh, than him. And, and Janos Lennis is kind of lackey and he hides in the battle. I just hate, I want this guy to die painfully. Yeah, yeah. He deserves it. Uh, two I think for he's going to get impaled. Uh, hopefully, yeah, something. Two for me might stir some controversy. This is our least favorite characters. Mm-hmm. I'm putting some quotations around least because I actually love this character. Yeah. It's Daenerys Targaryen. The reason be, don't don't jump me, Tiffany. Don't fight me. Don't send your I champion. I will sick my dragons on yeah. you. <laughs> Her 
story. If if John is the ice, it's quite possible that she's, she's the, the fire. fire. So I think it's an important character. Oh, I'd sure. like those two together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, might be. Well, could be very Targaryen. Oh, yeah. Them. I was going to say, because um, the Targaryens really care. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> there's something about her. You're watching her grow, and then suddenly you're watching her become a kind yeah. of stuck-up, stubborn little girl who kind of gets a little bit of karma, and it's tragic. That stuff with the dragons in the mm. end of season four, and and, and My her, son. yeah, her yeah. trying to. I feel sorry for. Her. I, I yeah. love the character, and Amelia Clark does a great job with her wig, but there's something about Daenerys that I don't like. Well, I think it's because you start to see her and arrogance coming in, yes. yeah, more than it's anything. Headstrong. It's yeah. not necessarily that she's yeah. stubborn, but it's like, look what I've done, and she has done incredible things. And then it's the moments where they're telling her, "You need to be able to run this. You need to yeah. be able to be a leader. You yeah. can't just be the girl who's." Like setting things free and doing things, and then not yeah. knowing what's happening behind you, yeah. and that's where it's like and she's her, starting to have to be this leader, this yeah. manipulative person that she didn't really want to. And sometimes to be. her treatment of of Sir Jora and Barristan is a little odd. Like yeah. you should trust these guys. Well, yeah. maybe now Sir Jora not, but yeah. but she kind of yeah. like shut up, old guys. I got this. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, and the number one character, my. Character I hate, and the reason I hate her is because I love her so much, is Cersei Lannister. (laughs) Why have the gods made me love such a vengeful woman? I love Cersei Lannister. I love Lena Headey. I want to take her out for a butterscotch milkshake on Melrose. I love what she's done. That, that would make she, me lose my It's my, my life goal. Is to, it, that Cersei Lannister is a tw- sick twisted character, and there's so much more to come with her this season. I'm yeah. sure the Karma's coming back for her, but I love her so. She's just that. So if I put on a British accent around you, Ken. Stop. No. Okay, right. Don't do Don't it. Do it. We got 10% battery left. There are our three favorite and three least favorite characters yeah. out of the Game of Thrones verse. I want to know from you guys. Make sure you use that hashtag, the night is dark. <gasps> your top three and your least favorite three. Tweet at us or not. Whatever, yeah. but yeah. we love to hear about these sorts of things. And we've got a great people, a great amount of people listening live right here on the Yay. Google Hangout, and, and we're getting a lot of tweets. Quickly uh, to, to explain what's going on, this is going to be a multi-platform show. Yep. You're going to be able to find it on Geek Bomb Live, and you also find the video there. Uh, you go to my Knapsack Files iTunes feed, which is on uh, uh, Podomatic, Stitcher, and iTunes. Subscribe there. You'll get all the other shows I do, but you'll get this one. And then Tiffany's also going to have some bonus videos on her we're YouTube have channel. Quick bonus footage, yep, on my YouTube channel. Yeah. So make sure you keep your eyes there. We'll probably start up with that next week yeah. um, but it'll be fun stuff like top five quotes from the show or yeah. top five characters you love to hate kind of like what we did at the end here but it'll be different every week absolutely so, so subscribe to all those we'll make sure we give you the um, addresses for all those so you can subscribe at the end but while we've got a little bit of time to go we're going to discuss really quickly what we hope to see in this season season five can you summarize it next Sunday in a couple of words what you are looking forward to seeing alright I can do here's what I'm looking for I can do I can do I can, can do, do. Can do. I'm down. I can do this in season. Here's what I'm looking for in season five. Is the Hound dead? I don't think so. Is Cyril Pharrell dead? I don't know. Those faceless men are tricky. How far is Sansa gonna go? We are past new book territory. We're end of winds of winter territory. And I have not read that chapter. I don't want to read it yet. Uh, How far we should go. And will any characters we should have already met, wink, wink, show up? Mm Mm-hmm. For me, season five, I'm looking forward to pissed off dragons for being locked up. They're going to break the heck out of there. Um, Seeing Bran controlling anything else. I'm really pumped about that. And then finally, we've seen some photos, but the sand snakes are coming. Love the sand snakes. That's where you've got me. These three girls are going to play a huge role in this season. I'm looking forward to seeing all of that. Oberon's Um, daughters. 
for those playing at home. Uh, I don't want to... I, the North is scaring me because we mm-hmm. know that the walkers are out there. And we know what inevitably is coming. Winter. Yeah. Winter. <laughs> We've been saying it for <laughs> four here. seasons. Yeah. Um, Might take another five. You never know. You just thought that Westeros, Westeros was so important for so long and then you realize there is so mm. much yeah. more out there. Like Osha said, tell your brother he's marching the wrong way. Yeah, he's going the wrong way. Yeah. Um, what do I? Who do I want to see more of? I'd love to see more of Jamie. I think he's really yeah. Mm-hmm. He's growing with me. He's a great character. He's changing so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right, Bran. Uh, I think that they're going off the story a lot more with his. Uh, Bran? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know. I, we don't even think he's going to be in season five from what we're hearing. And Jamie's going to Dorne, which is completely new territory for book readers. Okay. Uh, it's going to be crazy. It's going to get crazy. crazy. But you know me, I love a bit of Jon Snow. Cool. Um, <laughs> we, while we've still got like 6% of battery, let's yeah. go through some of the questions. Do you guys want to hit up Twitter? But I'm going to yeah. read these questions that go you guys have sent in at youtube.com forward slash geek bombshells because yeah. the Q&A is always open. Quickly, Alex Welsh says one of his favorite characters is Tormund Giants Bane. I agree. Great moment with him and Jon Snow of him telling him Egret belongs in the north. Bury her in the north. Great moment. That's uh, Alex Welsh there. Um, we got... Oh. <laughs> um, from Jay Samp wrote in um, hearing the series head clunk on the ground <laughs> was one of the greatest things ever yes. yep and we've got one here who is the one character you would love to see meet their demise this season it's from Dylan Dylan Esposito great oh, question Jano Slint yeah get rid of him get him out of here he doesn't even matter Stenos what? Yeah, just to see the reaction. <laughs> just to see how pissed off Cam would be. Um, I would like to see Dario. Go? What? Yeah. You want to see Dario? Die? No. He needs yeah. to have beautiful little dragon babies. Because here's the thing. Danny, the moment where he like brings her a flower, she's like, <laughs> I'm like, no, you need to get your head on straight, girl. Stop getting distracted by He's that boy. He's very pretty. Who, yeah, he is. But she needs to stop getting distracted by that if she really wants to rule everything. Yeah, Leo writes in one of the things he's looking forward to in season five is Arya's story. That's right. Yep. She's in Bravos. She's going to be going to the House of Black and White. And uh, that is a long, arduous read in some of the books, but it's a fascinating story. And it has very much to do with her old friend, Jagan Hagar. Uh, one, one from Michael Coleman who says, do you think that Bran will ever get to control a dragon? Yes. And is the only way to defeat the White Walkers because you need the fire on you the You will ice. never walk again. Yeah. But you will fly. Yeah. <gasps> yes. I believe Ooh, so. That's great. That is the Blood Raven, the Three-Eyed Raven, uh, Brynden Rivers, one of the uh, Blackfire Rebellion Targaryen bastards uh, who became the, uh, the uh, great green seer up there, the Three-Eyed Raven, and I believe that is very much... Um, what's going to happen with Bran down the line. And especially, I think, in juxtaposing that to Danny not being able to control them anymore, where it's like... Oh, that's a good point. They are these giants who she thought she could mother, yeah. and she can't. And she cannot. And it's also interesting, I, I saw this tweet, and I can't remember who actually tweeted this. I'm sorry, let mm-hmm. it retweet it to me, but um, the fact that she is called the Breaker of Chains, mm-hmm. and then she has to chain up her dragons... <laughs> Yeah, uh, Tommy telling. asked, "What are our what are your favorite words?" He's an unbound, unbowed, unbent, unbroken kind of guy from uh, uh, House Martell. Um, I like because I played him in School of Thrones. I was Coach Balon Greyjoy, so I got <laughs> to say, "We do not sow the House Greyjoy words." I just love those words. I mean, I just like Dracarys because it's so <laughs> powerful in that Dracarys. moment where she. You realize that yes, she's given him a dragon. You're like, yeah. well, you can't great control moment. them, and uh, and that's a great track. That's my favorite music in Game of Thrones is the Dracarys track. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, wh- <laughs> and someone, someone, I forget who it is. Someone asked quickly, what, what do you think about Grey Worm and Missandra getting on somehow, some how? way? How is he going to do that? Yeah. He has no tackle nor bait. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he's going to just motorboat the thing. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Hey, I am being we're talking, we're talking just scientific approach here, Tim. It's not scientific. <laughs> I'm always going to be that person who's like, stop. So, do it, Grey Worm. Let's, do we want to just close it out and say maybe yeah. one thing about why each of us love the show so much? Because I know we did a little bit of how Let's we got do into it. it why do you, why I really do you... wanted to do one little tiny spoiler. What do you want to do? About the dragons. So Bran can control the horn. Yeah, the horn of, what is it, the horn of Jorhorn? Oh, it's, it's so far not factored in. It's, 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 I'm just it's giant into Mance's attack on the wall, his, his claim that he has it. Mm-hmm. So far not there. We don't know if the show's going to pick it up. There's so many things we don't know the show's going to pick up. There's old griffs and young griffs all over the place. We don't know. Why do you like the show? Um, I love the show because I feel like it has a perfect balance of reality and then mixing in magic for a yep. lot of people who mm. aren't necessarily into the mm-hmm. fantasy field. It's like you get to know these characters and then they start to weave it in slowly. And so I think that's something that's never been really done before. I'm one of those that. people. If this had been up magic up front, as much as like Lord of the Rings and stuff yeah. like that, I would have been, ah, I'm out. But yeah. it, it comes in because magic, really is, is, magic is returning. It really is a show. Yeah. And it's, you know, Absolutely. the Game of Thrones. Uh, an extension of that, I think that for the first time, this is a successful fantasy show. Sure. They are putting a million dollars an episode and then some into this. Mm-hmm. It's an investment which is paying off. And anything Absolutely. that gets people that would just shun and snoot their nose up at it, going, mm-hmm. oh, dragons, who would do that? And now it's like, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me happy as yeah. a geek. It's like, one of us, one of us. Yeah. Uh, good point. Good point. For me, it is is taking, like I've said before, and I'm sure I'll say it again, it is taking characters, it is taking black and white, even though Arya is going to the house of black and white. It's taking black and white and telling you, no, the world is a messy place, mm-hmm. and we all got to get along, and we all got to kind of figure this out. Yep. And the guy you think is the Kingslayer, he did it to save millions of people, maybe. And the guy who, who is the lowly onion knight, no, he is this guy, and all that kind of stuff. Even Stannis, who you hate. His pious, strict, stringent heart, he does it from a good point, and there's a good good to him. There's even good to Cersei. You start to see it, yeah. and I think you're going to see it in this season. You're going to nope, feel sorry for my her. Cersei. Still going to hate her. Still going to hate her. Oh, just like rip Tommen from suckling your titty for one second. <laughs> I swear God. to God. It's the only one she has left. Marcella is away. So, as we can, if we can wrap this up with our yep. own power, we did it. Yeah. I, I kind of like we had. A, I kind of like we had a bit of a time limit, or else I'd still be we talking be about ranting. season one. We yeah. would be um, uh, Future, I want to talk about what I feel is so far the greatest, not tonight, the greatest episode of Game of Thrones, which is season one, episode seven. You win or you die. That is the yep. penultimate episode to me. We'll talk about that at some other times. There's yeah. so many things we're yeah. gonna get to in this show. We are gonna have extra videos. Anything that doesn't fall into from now on, recapping the show. So what we're gonna Each do is episode. we're gonna watch an episode and we're going to dissect it, divulge it, and discuss it with you guys mm-hmm. like half an hour after it ends so while you're going what we'll be doing it with you and we can yep. all talk about it together should there be another point of conversation something that is like the top five smug moments that yeah. book readers had when watching the or show. the penultimate episode as ken yeah. liked to say we will be doing bonus extra videos. They will not be an hour long. If you like your little videos bite size, head over to youtube.com forward slash Tiffany M. Smith because all those bonus videos will be up yep. there and we'll be doing one a week. Uh, the live show, though, every week will be on youtube.com forward slash... Uh, 
the beer works. Geek Bombshells, <laughs> give that a subscribe right now because uh, we'll be sending out uh, invitations so you know the time and the place to click the live stream and the Q&A so you guys can chat with us live. But if you're more into audio, good news for you, the Knapsack Files. It's on iTunes. Yeah. iTunes, Podomatic, Stitcher, subscribe, Stitcher. rate and review. There's a lot of things on that channel too, including Spotlight, Star Wars, Alicia Malone's film school on the Knapsack Files, which is an interview show about life, the universe and everything. And coming soon will be a show called I'm Always Up With Me and Alex Welsh as we explore our William Miller, Lester Bangs, almost famous type of friendship uh, as we Skype <laughs> our phone conversations as I teach the poor kid to be better than me. Oh, that's sweet. Oh. And guys, if you haven't jumped onto geekbomb.net, do it right now because all of March I was profiling some pretty kick-ass women in the geek world, including this little lady next to me, Tiffany Smith. And yourself. And myself. So you read about uh, how we see ourselves and what it's like being a woman in the geek media yeah. and also what makes us geek out. As you're seeing, we love Game of Thrones. We're going to be back next week. Do subscribe to all of those channels there's three in total and keep those questions coming to us the hashtag is the night is dark mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining us for this premiere episode we will yeah. be back next week can't wait to see episode one of season four happy easter eat some peeps okay peeps i'd never heard of before that was weird and I, it tasted like soap <laughs> i'm gonna be frankly honest with you <laughs> guys thank you so much we will catch you next time because the night is dark and full of terrors. Bye.